Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Hey, before we dive into today's episode, did you know that the Fearless You monthly coaching program has finally launched? So if you're looking to dream big, live with more intention and take things to the next level, all with the support of me and a fantastic community, make sure to check out dreambigmyfriend.com forward slash fearless you. I genuinely cannot wait to work with you inside this super affordable membership group. And until then, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome, my friends, to this episode. If you are looking for advice on how to stop being angry all the time, then you've definitely come to the right place. So what you need to know is that an angry mom often leads to angry kids, and the ultimate goal is to try to control our anger rather than letting anger control us. Now, anger is definitely one of the ugliest emotions around, and I feel like I have to say this every time we talk about an emotion. Our emotions are coming from the thoughts that we're having, so we're thinking something that's making us feel angry, so you've got to really pinpoint the thoughts that we're having in our head. So if you're a mom and you've ever felt that feeling of anger, you know that it can be like a really paralyzing condition, and it can be an even more terrifying and degrading experience for your kids, especially if you're taking the anger out on them. So I had parents at some Sometimes got angry at me and I know how crap it made me feel. So physical and verbal abuse of a child can have really lasting implications. So it's crucial that as a parent, we do whatever we can to keep our anger in check. So I have to ask you a question. Are you in control of your anger or is anger in control of you? So as a parent, we have this amazing opportunity to undo the wrongs that were done to us as kids. Like if you had parents that were abusive or really angry, we don't have to repeat their mistakes. And it can be a really soul healing experience when you get to the heart of your anger issues and demonstrate that you know where your troubles lies and we feel inspired to actually do something to fix them. So often it comes to our thoughts, but what is triggering us? Let's get back to the beginning. Why do you think you get so angry all the time? Was anger maybe a common emotion that was expressed in your childhood? Were your own parents good at controlling their negative emotions or were they really crappy at it? Were they quick or slow to react? Now, perhaps your past is filled with lots of unresolved hurt and anger that might trigger you, like that's why you get triggered really easy. If so, it's up to us to take the necessary steps to heal ourselves. And if we don't, we could unwillingly or unthinkingly harm our kid. Now, it doesn't have to be that we're giving him a smack. I'm talking about even words have that same power. Studies have shown that children whose moms often express anger are more likely to be difficult to discipline in an effective manner. So how does an angry mom begin to control her anger if you are always getting, you know, infuriated about silly things? Well, for starters, you need to look at the problems from your past and take an honest assessment of all the things that are actually making you annoyed right now. So even beyond our thoughts, okay, our thoughts are triggering those feelings. But what's going on in the other areas of your life? Like maybe are you fulfilled at work? Perhaps your spouse and you are having relationship troubles. Maybe you have other personal issues or unfulfilled goals that are impacting you when it comes to your parenting. And is that the case for you? Now, if all your child ever sees is your angry face and you're listening to your angry voice, there's a really good chance that it's going to impact them in some way. So it's important to learn to pick your battles when it comes to parenting. So accidents are going to happen and annoying quirks don't always warrant the same energy and agony that it takes to get angry. It's not worth it. 
you'll probably have to continually remind yourself on this journey as a parent that sometimes the small stuff isn't worth getting worked up over. And we also need to remind ourselves that we're in control of our emotions. We are in control of whether we're choosing to get angry. And remember, yes, it is a choice. You're choosing it because you're choosing to think something that's getting you all worked up, but you don't have to let anger control you. So sometimes we need to put ourselves in timeout. I know that we like to put our kids in timeout, but sometimes we need that break. We need to take a deep breath and walk away and do whatever we need to do in order to get a grip of ourselves, you know, before addressing the situation, if you feel like your anger's coming on really strong. So I'm going to share with you one tip here. It's a really good one, but clear expectations make discipline so much easier. So do your children actually know what's expected of them? And are your expectations clear and fair? Okay, like they don't have to guess it. They're really clear. Now, sometimes it can be really challenging to communicate anything with your child. That's why we need to set clear expectations regarding what's acceptable and what's not. Like they need to understand this is okay. We allow this in the house and that is that's just not acceptable. But if those parameters are really muddled or your child learns that in one situation, the rules hold true and yet in another, like the same rule doesn't, it makes for confusion and frustration on both sides, not just you, but for your kid too. No wonder they get confused. No wonder, you know, technically they're breaking the rules, but you ignored that rule the other day. You have to have those clear expectations you communicated with your kids. And I also encourage you not to be a hypocrite. So don't go back and forth between different rules. You need to be super clear about your expectations in the house. So sit down with your child in advance and line down the expectations and consequences of misbehaving or a misdeed. So make it clear that in no uncertain terms, like there's no room for negotiation. Um, and this is what your expectations are. And if they don't follow through, this is what the consequence is. Just like it's really simple. Now you don't need to get angry if your child has broken a rule guess what? Sometimes kids are going to break rules. You can stay really clear-headed and calm and say, okay, the rule was broken. This is the consequence. There's no need for all that emotion that happens at the same time. Were you expecting that your kid was never going to make a mistake through life? Like that is not a realistic expectation. Obviously rules regarding your child's safety, health and well-being, like there's no room for negotiation there. You have to enforce them. We need to keep our kids safe and we need to keep them protected from harm. But we also need to ensure that our kids are physically and emotionally healthy. Some rules can be openly and honestly discussed with your kids and you can maybe even agree on it together. Like maybe you can come to a compromise, something that both the child and you agree upon. And if necessary, you might want to put it down onto paper, like actually make a contract between the parent and child saying, this is the way it's going to be in our house. Do you agree? Yes, they do. Like lay it out all in black and white in a language that your child can clearly understand. So if you have a three-year-old, you can't speak to them as if they're a 17-year-old. They're three. You need to like make it super clear. If you have younger kids, you might want to develop a good behavior chart like within that contract. So for every week that goes by without any them doing anything wrong, maybe they've earned a special treat or a special activity. Just the connection between good deeds and special time with mom and dad might just be a currency that they understand, like they've earned a privilege, they've earned something special as a result of behaving. But you need to explain to your children why those rules have been set in place. All children need to understand that disciplining them is your way of teaching them what's acceptable behavior and what isn't. It's actually a form of love. Like when you do it well, like you're taking care of your kids, you're helping them grow to be 
confident and compassionate and considerate members of society. So it might seem as though kids are constantly fighting rules and regulation, but they have to understand that those parameters are meant for their well-being, for their health and safety, and it's going to enable them to grow to a mature person capable of making wise decisions. That's why you need to enforce them, but you don't need to add that extra layer of anger to the situation, okay? The same thing can happen. Your child can break a rule. You follow through. You're very calm. You can do it in a lighthearted, fun way. It's like, oops, okay, you broke the rule. This is what's going to happen now. Remove the negative emotion that's attached to it because it's almost like you're angry because maybe you had a thought, well, my child should never break a rule. Guess what? Kids are going to break rules. But consistency, consistency is the key to successful discipline. It's how you teach your children right from wrong. It's like when you discipline, when you follow through, that is when you show them through your actions, through practicing what you preach, that bad behaviors are going to be reprimanded. And that's actually how you prevent those little small misdeeds and bad behaviors from later becoming something quite worse. So you want to nip it in the bud sooner rather than later, but you have to stand firm and mean it when you say, I need you to turn off the TV now, or there's no dessert after dinner because you didn't touch your dinner. It pays to be consistent because consistency is what's going to teach your child that there's defined consequences for their misdeeds or let's just say the inappropriate behaviors or actions. However, when we start to be inconsistent when disciplining, it sort of like really muddies those waters and you miss that opportunity to actually teach your children to be responsible for their actions. So what does consistency involve? Well, it's about being strong and standing firm, even when doing so is extremely difficult or exhausting or and you have that temptation to get angry. But remember, I've already said, you don't need to be angry about anything that you're doing when it's in your child's best interest. Now, I know it can sometimes be hard to come home after a hard day at work and then find a hard night of parenting ahead of you. And your child will consistently test their boundaries throughout childhood. I can say that this is definitely true. I've got teenagers now and the things that they used to do when they were little, it's just like new stuff. So you're constantly challenged, but you need to stand firm. And even when kids are pushing the envelope, but you need to still hold firm to the boundaries that you have set. And by standing firm, you're showing that they're always going to be responsible for their actions. It doesn't matter what they do. There's going to be a consequence because life does teach them consequences if you don't within your home. So I can't think of a better place than to learn that inside the home. Now, let's talk for a moment about discipline. Like, does harsher discipline do more harm than good? Now, once upon a time, spanking was the norm. Like, I remember at school, I used to get smacked if I was naughty or what they thought was naughty. That would never happen nowadays. So there's that saying, spare the rod, spoil the child. That was the old school way of thinking. And the world has definitely changed a lot since then. Now, studies have shown that severe punishments are not only unnecessary, but they actually do more harm than they do good to the child. So it's really important that parents recognize their tendency to punish a child too severely and take the needed steps to make sure that the punishment is appropriate for the child's age, temperament, and maturity level. So what is too harsh? Like, that's a good question. Well, you will know, like, you have to think about what's fair and maybe even check in with the child. Like, is the punishment fair? I've actually always found it really surprising when I've got my kids to set their own consequences, like to come up, like if they've done something wrong. And I said, well, tell me what you think would be an appropriate punishment. And sometimes it's actually harsher than what I would have given them. Sometimes it's not, but it's interesting. Just have that conversation. Like, I think it's really important to involve your kids in this decision-making process. Now, that, that doesn't mean that you're going to pick a really lenient punishment, but you have the opportunity to almost share with your children 
why it's important that you share maybe a harsher one now it doesn't have to involve like a smack or anything like that I am not advocating that I got smacked when I was little and I was like oh I'm not going to do that myself because it just didn't make me feel good so just think about the way that your children respond to the punishments you give do you feel like they're effective and think about the way that you react when they do something wrong you've got to ask yourself questions like are you feeling stressed like do you maybe need some outside help Do you sometimes lose control? And if you need help, just seek it. So if you're ever feeling really stressed, it's important to, number one, look at your thoughts. Like look at what are the thoughts that are causing you stress because you're obviously thinking something that's triggering that emotion. And the other thing is how can you give yourself a little bit of rest and make sure that you prioritize self-care in your life? It's also important for a parent to realize that kids thrive on praise. Parents in a situation, like when something goes wrong, we are so keen to jump to disciplining, but we often fail to praise our kids when they do good things. And I feel like this is something that we actually need to pay more attention to because kids actually instinctively want to please their parents and make them proud. So when you encourage positive behavior, you're actually reinforcing that behavior, which is so good. And there's a chance that it might also discourage the behavior that sort of led to negative consequences in the past for your kid. So just be mindful of that. Like, don't always look for the bad in your child. Like, look for the good. Are you always catching them doing something wrong and ignoring what they're doing right? But remember, you catch more flies with honey instead of vinegar. Parents really do need to consistently praise their kids for the positive traits they possess. And that just isn't when they're a toddler or a preschooler. It goes all the way. Like I still, I'm an adult, but I still love it when my parents praise me for the good things that I do. Being acknowledged for the good things that you do and the things that you do well, it really does make you feel great. So in the end, I want to just remind you that you are growing and raising a little human. So your child is just a child at the moment, but eventually they're going to become a teenager and a young adult, and they will always need your love and guidance. So just remember they're still in the stages of learning and growing as we all are. Even as an adult, I'm still in the stages of learning and growing more and every day. So are you encouraging your children to grow up with love, compassion, kindness, and forgiveness? Or are they living in an environment where there's constant anger, fighting, and a feeling of resentment? And do you feel connected with your kids or do you feel disconnected? So as a parent, we have that option. We have that choice to connect with our children every single day through the power of words, through spending time with them. But we also need to make sure that our discipline is appropriate. And ideally, it supports them in ways that helps them grow physically, mentally, and emotionally in life. But we always need to take care of ourselves first because that way it's so much easier to take care of others because a calmer mom usually leads to calmer children. So we need to do what we can to embrace a sense of inner peace. And in the meantime, just listen to a few of the quotes that I've taken note of on anger, and they go as follows. Anger doesn't solve anything. It builds nothing, but it can destroy everything. And Buddha said, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Totally crazy. And how about this one? If the words you spoke appeared on your skin, would you still be beautiful? And another, hold your words when you are angry because sometimes words spoken in anger leave a scar that can never be healed. And a final one by Ralph Waldo Emerson who said, for every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of peace of mind. So before I go, I just want you to understand anger is a normal emotion. It's normal to feel angry at times, just like it's normal to feel sad and happy and joyful and frustrated. And and like we're humans with a human brain. We're going to feel the full range of human emotions. 
But if your anger is getting the best of you every single day, it is time to stop and think about the thoughts that you're thinking that are triggering that anger. And how can you view that situation differently? How can you grant your children more grace, more forgiveness, more compassion, and understand that they really are trying their best in the world? And how do you want to show up as a parent? How can you be there for them in a way that nurtures them rather than builds walls between you guys? Now, if you've come to a point in your relationship with your kids where you feel like there's a wall there, do you know what you have to do now? you got to knock it down. You tear it down with your hands, with your hard work. You tear it down and then you start to form a bridge to get to the other side. You've got to reconnect with them and it does take time and effort, but your words have power, but your actions have even more power. You need to show them that you mean what you say. So I hope this episode has been useful for some of you guys. You know, I love and appreciate you all and I can't wait to catch you in the next one. Until then, dream big, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend.